0: Amen. We thank God for all that he's done this morning. Amen. I got uh, a word from the Lord for you. Amen. I want to talk to you today about grace for the changing time. No more normal. No more normal. And you'll find us in the book of Romans, chapter number 12, verse 1 and 2. The King James text says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, let's look at that in the message translation. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as the culture around you always dragging you down to its level. He said, embrace what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. And quickly respond to it. Unlike those around you who are immature, immoral, God brings the best out of you, develop well-formed maturity in you. See, God is the one that's going to do it. So we don't want to be to that place where we just think we can do it on our own. We can do nothing on our own but through Christ. And when we start thinking about what is normal, we start thinking about the standard, the ordinary, the customary, convenient, habitual, expected, the typical, the common, the routine, the established, the fixed, traditional, the common, the conventional, unremarkable, the unexceptional, the garden variety, a dime a dozen, isn't that something? That's what normal is. Normal have a way of sneaking into you and on you and you not recognize it. Let me say it again. Normally have a way of uh, sneaking in on you and you not recognize it. Usually normal is accepted without even thinking. Anything that you see and keep on seeing, it will keep you from thinking and you will just continually just go on as if it is regular. Something normal passed down. Sometimes this normal thing is passed down from one generation to another. And some examples of that is all of the men in our families go to jail. And I heard people say that. All of the men in our family go to jail. All of our people work at the meal. All the men in our family drink. Most of our family live in the project. Nobody in our family went to college. These are some of the things that are normal that amen, are uh, not good for us to practice, but we realize we want to change that so that we can walk in the light and in the focus of what God got for us. Now, there are some things that are normal, that are good, that was practiced by the church. Some of you might remember some of this. Whenever we would come into the church, we would go to our knees in prayer. I don't know how many of y'all remember that. Every holiness church had a prayer service. Now prayer is an add-on. One of the reasons that Jesus treated or was treated so poorly by the religious leaders of his day was their tradition. Jesus was bringing in something new, but they were so hung up on their tradition that had no room for the new. Let's note the book of Mark chapter number seven, verse 13, this is what it says. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered and many such things you do the thing with God is it is grace the thing with grace rather is it is continually moving see grace don't stand still grace is continually moving to meet the time see if you got grace you're not behind time you are ahead of time with grace I don't have to tell you all that what worked in 2019 will not work in 2020. I think we already know that. What was normal in 2019 is not normal in 2020. This is what the apostle Paul said, that the Lord had put a thorn in his flesh. Notice 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, King James, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation that was given to me a thorn in the flesh. God had given him a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet him, lest I should be exalted above measures. For this thing I sought the Lord thrice that he might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessities, in persecution, in distress, For Christ's sake, but when I am weak, that's when I am strong. Amen. So even though you get saved, God allows some discomfort to come into your life for the purpose of you always relying on his grace. And I'm afraid that the so-called church today is not conveying the right message to the people that are coming to be saved. Things like, if you get saved, all of your troubles are over. Get saved and you walk on easy street. Note what the apostle Paul said. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to profit me. So that means God will allow Satan to have access to you sometime but it is limited as to what he can do and he said he did this least i should rise or be exalted above measure in other words, god can't just leave us by ourselves and i can hear some of y'all saying well 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 bishop i i know what the bible said i i, I looked in uh, matthew chapter 11 verse 28 through 30 it said come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn of me and I will, for I am meek and lonely in heart and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The thing that makes the the burden light is the grace of God. God never wants his people to come to a place where they are not dependent on him. He wants us to always depend on him because when we don't depend on God, we all the time end up messed up. It is trouble that keep you praying and victory that keep us praising. Let me say it one more time. It is trouble that keep you praying and it is victories that keep us praising praising. Paul warned the Christian at Corinth not to pattern themselves as the children of Israel. Israel had seen the work of God. They had seen God turn water into wine. They had seen God uh, let lice and fleas come into the country. And yet because they became lots of They forgot God and they start going along with what was normal in their surrounding. The people worship idols and they fell in line with the idols and not the living God. And he said, Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 10, 6 and 7. Now, these things were our example to the intent. We should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Amen. That's why God, the, 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 the burdens that come to us are measured by God. And he will not allow more on us than we are able to bear. But he allows certain things to come to us so that we are always looking to him for our strength and for our deliverance. So from time to time, we need something to cause us to get a hold and to start thinking. I believe that this is the reason that from time to time the Lord allow us to go through tests and trials so that we will continue to depend on own grace amen look at how the apostle paul stated it in the book of romans chapter number five verses one through five king james text therefore being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ by whom also we have access by faith unto his grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God And not only so But we glory in tribulation also Knowing, knowing, knowing That tribulation worketh patient And patient experience And experience hope And hope maketh not ashamed Because the love of God Is shed abroad in our hearts By the Holy Ghost that is given unto us Sometimes when we become too relaxed we get into trouble like King David. Look at 2 Samuel chapter number 11, verses 1 through 3. I'm reading from the NCV. In the spring, when the kings normally went out to war, David sent Joab, his servant, and all Israel. They destroyed the Amalekites and attacked the city of but David stayed in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of his palace. While he was on the roof, he saw a woman bathing. She was very beautiful. So David sent his servant to find out who she was. A servant answered, this woman is Bathsheba, daughter of Elam, she is a wife of Uriah the Hittite, and we know the rest of the story. The Bible gives us clear instruction on how we should think. You see, you got to be careful how you think. And what what's the world wants to do, what Satan wants to do, is get us to the place that we become thoughtless and we just creatures of emotion to see and pattern ourselves after what we see but let me tell you you are more than that you have created power on the inside of you and God has called you to a greater work we are kings and priests of the most high God and therefore we cannot allow ourselves to become Amen, last and just follow the norm. No, we are pace setters. I want you to say within yourself, I am a pace setter. This is what the Holy Ghost does on the inside of you. And this is what he says in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. He said, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any pleasure, if there be any praise, think on these things. Uh, He said, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the Lord and the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. So he tells us what to think about. Amen. Amen. You are responsible for your thinking. You cannot walk around mindless, but you got to have your mind occupied with God. And when we occupied with God, David was the one that said, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And when somebody said, what you doing, what you doing? I'm meditating, I'm trying to get ahead, hey, amen. I'm not gonna allow my mind to become mixed up with the things of the world and the things of the world become normal. Some of us, uh, we stay broke and it is normal. Some of us got affliction in our body and we just look for it because it has become normal. Some of us, amen, are brilliant, but because somebody call you stupid in your youth, amen, you are still going around acting stupid. It has become normal. I ask you brothers and sisters, what odd things in your life have become normal? Think about that. What has become normal? You see, Jesus Christ has said, I will be in you a well of water springing up. See, God is always moving. He don't stain steel. This thing of normalcy is not for a child of God. We run through troops. Amen. And leap over mountain. This is what we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Can you say with me, I am not normal. I am not normal. You got to get used to saying it. I am not normal. So you have to overcome your environment. The people today that are great overcame their environment you can overcome your environment but amen is what you think that's important all right and there's a saying that say watch your thoughts they become your words watch your words they become your action watch your action they become your habit watch your habits They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. So what you are thinking will lead up to what you will become. You are a product of your thinking. I wonder now, what are you thinking about now? The book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 The wise man said, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And you see, we think that because we put on some Jordan tennis shoes, put on some uh, name brand clothing, that that change you. But I want to tell you, you can have shoes with holes in the bottom. You can have rags on your back. But if you can change your mind and start thinking like God thinks, nobody can hold you down. You would rise up out of that uh, obscurity. Because if you can think up, you can get up. Amen. Let me say that again. If you can think up, you can get up. Amen. So when we start taking up and you say that's the reason why we stay in the word of God because there is no defeat of me in the word of God. And as I stay in that word, I start rising on up to the top. You don't have to have money in your pocket, but you've got to have a thought in your heart. You don't have to have a job paying you uh, six and seven figures, but you do have to have the right thought in your mind you got to be thinking. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And this is what he's saying. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. I tell you what, if you can take the time and get the word of God on the inside of you and start thinking word, you can come up from where you are. You know what normalcy, Normacy sometimes because comes down to sometimes if your mother had arthritis and she her body been to the right. When she got to be 56, you can actually have your body been into the right when you get 56. Why? Because I'm looking for that to happen. You get whatever you expect. That's the reason why I want you to put the word of God in your heart and expect what God said that you can have, who you can be. If God said, I'm healed, I'm expecting to be healed. Why? Because he paid the price for my healing and I'm expecting to be healed. What are you expecting? Amen. I I look at the book, uh, I think about, Lot, amen, Abraham's nephew and how Lot was a righteous man, but he went down to Sodom. And let's look look with me, if you will, in the book of Genesis chapter 13, uh, starting at verse number 10, amen, this is what he said, and Lot lifted up his eyes, beheld all the plains of Jordan that it was well watered even for everywhere before. The Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the lane of Egypt, and thou comest to Zor, then not chose him all the plains of Jordan, and lie journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the lane of Canaan and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. Verse 13, but the men of Sodom was wicked and sinned before God exceedingly. See, now now what's going to happen? Amen. He is, the Bible stated that he was a righteous man. But he moved into a place where all he saw was wicked people you got to be careful about what you keep looking at because you would emerge into whatever you're looking at you will emerge into it if you want to go up find somebody who's up you don't look for somebody that's down if you want to go up look some for somebody who's up if you want to get out of the ghetto Find somebody who've gotten out of the ghetto and talk to them and keep on talking to them. And then in the 12th verses, the chapter, it and the men said unto Lot, has thou here any besides sons-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters, and whoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. This danger, for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxed great before the face of God. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Lot went up and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters and said, Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city but he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-law. When the morning arose, then the angel hasted Lot and said, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Lot's daughters, now the sons-in-law, his sons-in-law, had gotten so involved in homosexuality, they didn't want a woman. They wanted men. And of course, the same thing goes with women. It's strange how men want, men want men, but the men that they want sometimes act like women. And women want women, but they want them to act like a dude. Amen. But, and all of this has to do with Norma say, one time it, it was a strange thing to hear somebody cussing on TV. But now, look at the profanity we heard right across the set on our TV, even from the White House on down. It's nothing for people to be using uh, four letters, six letters, 12 letters, almost 100 letters they got in it. But hey man, it's perversion. And we heard this coming from the top down. One time, a few days If you just use the term that, 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 you know, the D word, I mean, they would uh, just block you off TV. But now it's become so normal. And our kids, kids, six and seven years old, they are profaning and it's normal conversation for them. But this is no time for normalcy. We got to get a hold to God and we got to follow him. The reason for what we see going on in the world today is because mankind have lost reverence and thanksgiving towards God. Notice the book of Romans chapter one, verse 21. This is what it said, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imagination and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God unto an image made like unto corruptible men and to birds and forfeited beasts and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own heart, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who change the truth unto a lie, and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affection, even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one one towards another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves recompense of their errors which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. It's amazing how many people go to church today that don't retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobated mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with ungodliness, unrighteousness, Fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, reality, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boastful, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breaker, without natural affection, plausible, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasures in them that do them. For when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. That means you don't don't just get saved and everything is over. No, when you get saved, you just start running. So they know God, they glorified him not as God, but became vain in their imagination and in their thinking. They start looking at evil stuff and they keep looking at it. That's why these kids now, we need to watch our kids with all of these computers and all of these cell phones and all that other kind of stuff, you better watch them and find out, jack them up every now and then, see what they're looking at. Because I can guarantee you, if they look at this stuff long enough, it will become normal to them. After a while, he was Johnny when he went in and he Janie when he come out. Why? Because it has become normal. I don't know how many y'all remember back then in in our day, two men kissing on TV, that would never have been. But now, is nothing to see two men, two men. Both of them got hair on their face, tongue kissing. This is what normalcy has become in the United States of America. And Oh my God, people of God, we got to lift up a standard. Amen, I want to know now, What are you thinking and what are you saying? Because I can guarantee you, amen, you can change the conversation for a little while, but after a while, you're going to start talking what's on the inside of your heart, amen. And now the time has come now when we need to open our hearts up to the Lord Jesus Christ so that he can come in and be Lord in our heart. I want to hear some praise coming out from the people of God. What are you thinking? I'm living in a project, but I'm I'm thinking, amen, in that developed neighborhood that's coming up. You don't have to think where you are. You think to where you want to go. That's one of the reasons why, amen, just like in the case of Jesus, the Bible says he endured, in the book of Hebrews, he said he endured the suffering, amen, why? For the joy that was set before him. And if Jesus had to set joy before him, what do you think you need to set before you? You can't say where you are, you talk about where you want to go, amen? And they got a song, I would say, give thanks, give thanks, amen. He said, give thanks with a grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One, give thanks because he has given us Jesus Christ his son. We're not to give thanks to him. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. Give him some thanks now. And then Amen. that next verse say, and now let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. I want you to start opening your wife. I don't care what's going on in your body. Start saying with his stripes, I am healed. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath, Amen. I got everything I need. I shall suffer no loss. Open your mouth and deliver yourself. With the heart, may believe it, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You got what it takes. Start using it. Open your mouth, and now. I'm Amen. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. You have it within yourself. Open your mouth and get your deliverance. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. open your mouth and out of your mouth will come your deliverance. It's in you. It's in your mouth. But hey, Amen. You have been, you've been intimidated, and you know people are so concerned. Well, if you say that you're gonna be telling the lie, honey, I'm gonna tell you what. I've been hurting so bad so long. Forget, forget all of that. I'm gonna start telling somebody I'm healed. I'm delivered. I've been bought out. I've been broke so long that broke is broke. Lord, have mercy. I don't have to stay here. Broke is broke. No, 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 no. Amen. Hey, man, let the let let the weak say I'm strong, amen. Let the poor say, I'm rich. You got to say it, you got to say it. And when you say it, God will give you what you need. I wish I had somebody out there that would start c- confessing what it is that you need. You can't wait till you get it, to tell it. You got to tell it before you get it. And if you tell it before you get it, God will send it to your address, amen and you can be blessed. Amen. God bless you. It has been a joy communicating with you on this morning. May the Lord bless you real good. And may I say here, I don't care what you've done. This COVID that's going on. I don't care what you've done, how long you've done it. If you can forsake it this morning and turn your life over to Jesus Christ, he will save you he will deliver you. The apostle Paul put it this way. Why we were yet sinners, Christ died. He didn't wait till we were saved. He loved us so that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. There is still room at the cross for you, my brother. Room at the cross for you, my sister. Why don't you turn your life over to Jesus Christ? Open your heart to him now. I believe that Jesus came and died on the cross for me. I open my heart to him. Come in today and save me. Come in today and save me. The Lord will come in and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, amen. We want you to call. Let us know if you prayed that prayer. God loves you. He don't want to send you to hell. He wants you to be saved. And if you're a backslider, all you got to do is come back to him. He's ready to accept you into the fold again. Until next time, may the Lord bless you real good. Open your hearts, open your mind. Amen. And be careful with your thinking. Because after a while, it'll end up being your destination. God bless you until next time in Jesus' name. Amen.